Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. Well, the only one that does is Dean. Oh! <laughs> that was a zinger to start off the episode, I guess it's right? the week to just roast Dean. That's great. <laughs> well, as you guys can tell, Vanessa is in studio, not over the phone. Dean, as always, is in studio. We are joined by Easton. We have a wonderful episode for you. Today's a really interesting topic, um, especially something that's very personal to me, something that I've already openly talked about what have you talked about openly we, we spoke about pretty much old... everything what yeah, the better literally. question is what what three what haven't we spoken this, about? Exactly. this episode is focused on vanessa and in particular one very specific thing about vanessa's anatomy yeah can you guess my favorite is? part of vanessa's anatomy I just also want the audience to know that I'm I'm sitting in between Vanessa and Dean right now, and I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Anyways, there's one port, one part, one port, one port. There's one port of Vanessa's anatomy. There's one part of Vanessa's anatomy. So nervous. That is so so important to me. It's also very important to her. I think that uh, it it is one of the most important things about her, and she's talked about in the past. Vanessa, do you mind elaborating a little bit for the listeners out there about what we're going to just dive into a little bit more? We're going to have some guests on to talk about their experiences. Yeah, what, what part of your anatomy, of anatomy, Vanessa, are we about to dive into? Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, it's round. Yeah, it's very There's round. two of them. Oh, there's more than two. There's, there's no, definitely... there's not. Is there we're talking about my... Well, I, I know oh, you guys are okay. uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, inside, there's more than two. This, this podcast is going <laughs> in a different direction about your, than I thought it was What are you talking about right I'm talking about my ovaries. There's two ovaries, oh, and you're talking about the eggs. I was talking about the eggs in particular, right. but yeah. I do love the ovaries. If the oh, the eggs would be meaningless without the ovaries, right? Right. And so the ovaries are just as mission critical as the eggs. Uh-huh. And so for that reason, I respect and appreciate those beautiful ovaries just as much as those <laughs> eggs inside of you you're as well. So weird. Well, why are we talking about your ovaries? <laughs> well, because I've openly uh, the episode that I did by myself, I I literally started crying. You were here. Easton was here. Mark was here. Mark was like, well. Vanessa, would you ever consider having a child without a significant other? And I literally just like choked up. And he's like, I'm so sorry I asked you this. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's just has been weighing on me because at that point when he asked me, I was single. And I wasn't dating anyone seriously. 
and I am 31. And last year, when I turned 30, I got off the birth control pill, but I was on it because of my menstrual cramps. And I'm like, oh, I've been on it for so long. I just don't want any like foreign subject, foreign like ob- foreign things in my body anymore. So I got rid of. What are you laughing at? Sorry, Can, my, my mom is calling can me. Can we right answer now. this on I'll air? Put my phone <laughs> away. No, let's answer it on air. <laughs> well, hold on. Oh, well, oh, I hung up. Oh, sorry, I'll put my phone away. Should I should I call my mom back? What's your mom's name? My mom is Nancy. I want to ask her what she thinks about. I'm the topic so sorry to interrupt. I just was like, of course, my Nancy. mom would be. All right, well, let me call her back and let me see if Nancy answers the phone. Can I answer it for you, or answer the phone? Uh, sure. I've never met Mrs. Highbon, right? That's. Haybon, no? Hey, Haybon? Mrs. Haybon, hi, this is hi, hi, bon. hi, this is Dean. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. I don't know if your son has told you about me at all, but him and I co-host a podcast together weekly called Help I Suck at Dating. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. You're on, you're on you're on live you. you're live on air on Help I Suck at Dating right now. Don't worry, your son is sitting right next to me. He's perfectly safe. Um Vanessa is here as well. We just wanted to take some time to say hi, hello Nancy. to you. Oh my god, this is the best accent ever. Is that the um where are you from again? Where I'm from Rhode Island. Is that the Rhode, Rhode Island accent? Yeah, it's like a Boston accent. Wow. Mom, what are you doing now? I'm uh, I'm driving. I'm going to the grocery store, but I always have time to talk to you and your friends. Oh, oh my god. Nancy, I love you. That's so Ashley's sweet. Ashley's so lucky to have you as a future mother-in-law. You seem so sweet. That's Vanessa. You remember Vanessa. She was on Nick's season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mom, I'll call you when we're out of here. Okay. All right. Bye, Mrs. Haybon. Have fun at the grocery store. Bye. And, Mom, I told you about Thrive Market. You should be doing Thrive Market. <laughs> okay. All right. Love you. <laughs> bye. Pleasure talking to you. All right. Bye, Mom. That's so good. Oh, she seems like such a sweet lady. She is the. Uh, she might be the sweetest woman I've ever met. I, my mom too is the sweetest human being ever. She doesn't have a bad bone in her. Moms, man, I know, they're just they're yeah, it must be they nice make to the have world go round. Anyways, Anyways Vanessa, so I'm sorry. What, continue. Continue. Yeah. what were you saying? <laughs> you were talking about uh, your. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I suck What's at dating. On? I'm the one that doesn't have a mom. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Let's let's go back to talking about Vanessa's ovaries. <laughs> back to the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, where did I leave off? Who the hell knows? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> where so, uh, where am I? So yeah, I was talking to I was I got off the birth control pill. I had like really bad menstrual cramps. Um, and was it, wh- how recently was this? This is uh, when I turned thirty. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm like, so this I'm, is like five years ago. This is I'm sorry, like, I'm not funny. Uh, Usually you're the one that always compliments me. Because you like, are. I, I, you know, I'm. I, I like to sandwich things. You know, I want to compliment mm-hmm. you, but I don't want to be too right. Right. You, you don't know? want to like make my ego. No, I don't want. I want your head to be able to fit through the door. Yeah. I actually, my head is so small. Have you guys ever realized how small my head is? It is. It's. I wonder. We're if talking like, about another part of your body. Okay. Right now, okay. So. My ovary. Sorry. And then so <laughs> once I turned thirty, I didn't want any foreign foreign things in my body anymore. So I got off birth control. And then when I turned thirty-one, I was like, wow, I'm still single. My body's like ready to have kids, but I'm not dating anyone. What should I consider at this point in my life? And I know a few people in Bachelor World have done the egg freezing. And so I started having that subject uh, with myself and I started exploring that subject with my family. And I've never really looked into it too much because I felt like um, it scared me a little bit. Why? I think it scared me 
because if I dove into it, maybe I was going to stop my, I don't know. It's like jinxing, jinxing myself or something. Do you something. think it was kind of like a last resort and maybe that's why you were like, Ugh. not a last resort, but like something you never imagined yourself doing? I didn't, no. Well, because especially like in East Coast, I don't know, like in Montreal, it's not something that we openly really discuss. Like in mm-hmm. LA, everyone is so like, it's fast forward here with very progressive um, I wouldn't say it was a last resort. I think, well, I want to get your opinion on this. Yeah. So we're if, here. Okay, Dean, if you and I would start dating. Yeah. And I said, hey, um, would you want to be a dad? What would you say? If I told you that I wanted to be a dad? No, if I asked you, first of all, get off your phone. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> If I, I'm having a serious conversation. The, the teacher just came out of Vanessa, which was fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to confiscate your phone until the end of this podcast. So if I asked you, would you want to be a dad? Yeah, I'd say yes. And you said yes. And I said, well, hey, um, I just froze my egg. Okay. What would your reaction be? Or what would the first, what would be the first thought that would come up? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, actually, to be honest. I don't think that I would really take too much, put too much stock in it. I was just you thinking know? the same thing. I don't, I don't think it would really, it wouldn't scare me at all. I don't no. think it would really give a second thought. Maybe it's because we're a part of this world as well, and so it's not the first time that we as guys are hearing about women freezing their eggs. I think it's it's uh, very normalized. Now. Okay, well, the subject of kids coming up so early on in a, in a yeah. relationship is at what point should you start mentioning that? Because I've started, I think um, whatever uh, insecurities you have from like past relationships, I dated this one guy that I've openly spoken about this when I was 24. I thought he was the love of my life. I thought I was going to get married. He told me he didn't want kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Like for two years, I thought I was going to get married to this guy and have kids with him. And so every other relationship I would get into, my first question, well, one of my first questions was, do you want to have kids? Yeah. And I think that scared guys away. Well, so my my experience with this is I've been asked the same question before as well, where it's, I think it's good to nip it in the bud, right? And get it get it on the table earlier rather than later. You don't want to be dating someone for a year or two or however long to ultimately find out that this person doesn't want to have kids. You have that John Cena situation where him and his fiance, oh, yeah. his fiance wanted kids, he didn't want kids. And but did she know that for a while? Contention. You know, and, and that's a good point too. Maybe she thought that he could change, she change. could change his mind. Yeah, and uh, I would never want to change someone else's mind. Um, I will say I've, da- I've dated older women in the past and I do want kids at some point in my life. That's an absolute certainty. Although I'm not ready for them anytime soon, and I, I want to at least address that whenever I speak with those types uh, of women that are, you know, wanting to have kids sooner rather than later. I at least address it very, very early on by saying I want to have kids, but I just don't want to have them for another five plus years. Yeah, I think if you're dating someone, even after two months, I don't think the question is really. Uh, that unfair to ask for oh, a woman to be like, two hey, months? Dude. I'm like two seconds in, dude, should well, I walk out from this date? Yeah, I mean, that's f- fair too. I guess it all depends on where you're at in life. I mean, if you're if someone who is ready to get married tomorrow and have kids, and sure, of course, you can ask on the first date, but that might scare a dude away if you ask him on the first date. I would give it at least maybe a few dates, get to know each other, mm-hmm. really think that this could go somewhere, and then maybe bring up the future. Well, so, so right now we have Sadie Murray on hold who... We know a little bit about. She's been on The Bachelor before, season nine, which was Prince Lorenzo. I'm going to butcher this. Don't even oh, wait, pronounce the last pronounce name. I want to pronounce it. Where is it? Prince? Well, is it bottom? Bor- Borghese? Well, how about oh, we ask Borghese? Borghese. 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 He's a, a paisan. He's oh. a Borghese. A Borghese. It's a no. Fugazi. You know? okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Anyways, she has been, uh, I guess she was maybe the original Bachelor virgin. Mm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but 
Um, uh, we want to gather her insight a little bit because Vanessa, obviously, any type of, of insight can help you out with your, right. your with your quest as well. Um, so let's jump over to Sadie Murray if she is on the line. Sadie, are you there? Hi. Hi, Sadie. Hi. How are you? Hey, Sadie. Great. How are you guys? We are fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. So um, you're joined with Jared, Vanessa, and Dean. And do you guys want to take over? Well, I was going to say, so Sadie, just to give a little background to the listeners. Now, Sadie, you were on season nine of The Bachelor, and that was back in 2007, 2008? I know. It feels like there weren't even TVs then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were definitely TVs. They were just black and white. Um, <laughs> and oh, I'm, I'm yeah, completely no. teasing. Um, and so, Sadie, yeah, an interesting fact about you, which I did not know, and obviously is pretty relevant with this current season of The Bachelor, was that you uh, were very open about your virginity on the show back then. Yes. I think I was the first girl to actually, like, I guess, come out and talk about it. You were the OG. Um, which is, I was the OG. I, I paved the way for virgins. <laughs> uh, Sadie, how old were you uh, when you were on the show? I was 24 at the time. So, and I honestly, though, you guys, like, I'm sure we've all talked about this before, but, like, you think when you're talking about one thing, you don't think it's going to be used over and over and over again. I mean, there were so many other right. things that I talked about. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was definitely a shocker for me when, I mean, honestly, I remember watching the premiere with all of my friends and family. And, like, it was just, like, it was, there were so many awkward silences. Like, there was not enough wine in the room to make anyone feel comfortable. <laughs> but they all knew you were a virgin, too, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I was raised Christian, and that was definitely, you know, a part of my upbringing. And so it wasn't abnormal as far as, you know, the friends that I, I kept at the time. But I think the just the emphasis on it was definitely a surprise right. for sure. Well, so, Sadie, can you jump into your experience or your journey, I guess, post-show then? What, what kind of happened to you after and, and kind of fill us in on everything that we might have missed? Yeah, post-show was so fun. So. Loved being on camera. I was in PR before, and I was behind the scenes and doing fashion and beauty lifestyle pitching for magazines and TV shows. And then, honestly, I cold called William Morris um, through a friend at Extra. They were like, "You should." I, I was like, "I really want to keep doing TV. I want to be that." You know, I was such a cliche. So I cold called William Morris, and I was like, "Hi, I'm a blonde girl who was a runner-up on a Bachelor. <laughs> I want to be a." A TV host, and they're like, "Oh my god, get in line!" But I ended up meeting with them. They signed with me for a few years, and that really um, jump-started my my world into TV. And since then, I you know I got to host a few shows, but then I've created this business for myself, the Go To Girlfriend, where I'll curate different segments for various TV shows, from Extra to you know KTLA or wherever, Good Day LA, and um, I'll go on and I'll talk about fashion and beauty and lifestyle. Right now I'm working on what to buy people for Valentine's Day. So it's really, really fun. And I have the bachelor to thank for that, truthfully. So what do you think people should buy their significant others for Valentine's Day? Oh, my God. There's so many good things. But you can't. Right now I'm, I'm talking with a few people. I love those. And you have to go with flowers for sure, but not just rinky-dink flowers from the grocery store. I'm it also not... depends on. I'm not a flower what? person at all. I, I think even, like, when I was on the show, I mentioned how I, like, ugh, I'm getting a rose at a rose ceremony. Like, obviously, I wanted the rose for what it symbolized, but I just, 
I don't right. like flowers. I like what they're doing nowadays. They take like kale and arugula and they turn it into like oh. uh like a every an girl a flower arrangement. Every I don't like girl flowers. says they're not flower girls, I'm not. and you know then why? you don't no. get flowers for no, them on Valentine's on. Day. T- can I say something? I told this guy that I'm, that I'm now dating. I told him <clears throat> I don't like flowers, and so what he sent me before our first date is a bouquet of Kit Kat. Hmm. Well, that's very knew, sweet. But I, that's what I'd that's rather. Creative. That's right. But like somebody you've been dating for quite some time, like. If I didn't get flowers for Ashley, and I don't think she's branded right. herself as a flower girl, she would be so sad. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. a certain uh, appreciation yeah, for flowers. Yeah, there's an, un- there's an unspoken need for the flowers. You, I mean, just do it. You can't go wrong. You, you know, you can't go wrong. Um, obviously, jewelry's a plus, too. Don't want to forget that. <laughs> yeah, jewelry's always a good one. Um, Sadie, I actually kind of wanted to ask you a quick question about um, your experience on The Bachelor. Lorenzo. Well, Lorenzo, because you actually had a really interesting experience off show as well, because, Sadie, you were runner-up on your season, season nine of The Bachelor, and then he picked someone else, but then he broke up with her, and then you guys started dating again. (laughs) Yes. That happened a lot on The Bachelor. How did did that happen? So, it was really wild, because I walked into that final ceremony feeling really, really confident. Like, I was just... I thought he was going to pick me, and I wasn't. I didn't think I was like the greatest thing on earth, but I was like, yeah, that was. He's going to pick me. Why wouldn't he? We had such a great time. So I was really thrown when he didn't. And then I remember he covered his mic and started like tapping it and was like, I'll text you after the show. I'll text you after all this, and I'll explain later. Phones existed and, in 20. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pay phone, Vanessa. Um, Those phone ones? <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember, though, I was at the airport and I was just like, call, I called my mom and I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. Like, I don't know oh. what is going to air. I don't know what mm-hmm. just happened. But he was emailing me at the time and was like, I wanted to pick you, but oh, um, I was really confused. And then, so yeah, long story short, uh, he was doing all the press with Jen, the winner. And I was watching them on Good Morning America, and he was texting me, like, wish me luck. No way. And I'm just like, yes. So, and so how, it was really How soon after? How what soon a... after did he break up with her and start dating you? Um, I would say within a couple months. A couple months. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. How'd you so say? I, I moved to New York for a job right after the show. I was like, I needed, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but. Didn't you? Did you feel like you needed sort of like another high right after the show, like another? No, big thing? <laughs> I wanted to get far away from it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to get far away from it in my own way, but I wanted like another major. I wanted something else to go to. I was really, well, I loved it. I wanted one more thing, and so I ended up getting a job in New York, and he lived in New York, and so we naturally started dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, and so, I mean, it was super casual, but, you know. Was he an actual prince? Weird. He was a prince by nobility, so he wasn't a royal. Mm. So it was just basically um, a family-given title. Oh. So could, it, like, I give myself the title of prince in my family? <laughs> when I have a child? Yeah, no. no, I mean, it's not like Queen Latifah, but I believe it, like, <laughs> ran in his family. His, like, his mom was a princess, you know. Oh, so, okay. And we have yeah, so it went. It was basically through nobility. Well, Sadie, do you still watch the The Bachelor today? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll get in when I 
can. I'm trying my hardest to get into this season. Um, the premiere was just so long. Yeah. Like, sure like, <laughs> the live part. I couldn't watch the live part. Sorry about that. The host of the live part just really oh, killed no. it for me. Sure, you know, you no. and Ashley did such a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, was so it was really it was so good. Great. Thanks, Sadie. I appreciate it. Well, the reason I ask is because I'm curious from someone who's been in the franchise but was on season nine, uh, do you notice any really huge differences between what the show was back then and what it is now? I mean, it is, it's so elevated as far as the characters go. I mean, on my season, it was everybody was kind of um, not, not like basic, but really they seemed more normal. I feel like it's really amplified, like with the girl bringing her puppy and then the chariot, like everything is just a little bit more amplified. And I mean, it, it makes for great TV. Um, I mean, especially when you're competing against other shows, like 90 Day Fiance married at first sight. I mean, we need it to be watchable. Like we want to be sucked in. So I would say as far as the foundation goes, it's all completely the same, but I mean, it's just the girls are a little bit more um, exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exciting is a good way to put it. Yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of different characters. How would you put it, Dean? I, I would say exactly that. They're a little bit more exciting. I mean, again, I didn't watch <laughs> Bachelor in 2000, 2008, but, you know. Oh, you're saying now? Yeah. So I feel like the leads, I mean, they got a prince to be one of the leads. Colton's a former professional football player. That's true. I, I right, do. I know, but I thought it was like, back then, I thought it was uh, like, princes and stuff i don't know i guess like that's when it first came out i think it used to be a little bit more uh celebrity driven right um and high profile that's what i meant but i i I do think it's probably changed over the years because i think audiences really get attached right and i think the bachelor kind of found its uh formula by Mm -hmm. bringing someone who you know listen whoever the bachelor the bachelorette is is extremely good looking probably pretty successful Mm -hmm. um but I, I will say, yeah, I'm sure that unlikable. they like bringing them in likable, right? And a little bit more relatable. I think they like having their lead a little bit more relatable today. Right. Mm-hmm. Sadie, so we're Definitely. actually we're having a conversation. I'm 31, and I was okay. on Nick's season of The Bachelor, got engaged to Nick, ended, uh, our relationship ended, I don't know how many months in, November, December, January, February, March, April, About six May, months. June, July. No, well, we got engaged in November, and we only came out in March. Anyway, anyway, get... whatever, under a year. <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know, after him and I, <clears throat> uh, after our relationship ended, I'm like, oh, for sure, like, meet someone or whatever. And I hadn't met anyone up until very recently. So when I turned 31, which is a couple months ago, I was having this conversation with myself of egg freezing. And I don't know what your take is on that. Um, I don't know how old you are, um, but what I'm, would your— I'm 35. You're yeah. 35. Okay, you're 35 and single. And have you ever had the conversation of freezing your egg? Yeah. So I recently. So I'm like you. I mean, I feel like I, it's almost like not that the relationship dictates your whole life per se, but I basically I went through a series of, I mean, relationships recently where it, it just didn't work out and the timing hasn't lined up but the biological clock is still real right and so i had to like you look at it from just a logical perspective like i'm i was 34 when my last relationship ended and i was like wow this is i really thought we were going to get married i really thought that this was going to be the next phase of my life and i would start thinking about a family and all that and then it abruptly came to an end And so I went and met with a fertility doctor and he was like, you are in the nick of time. Mm. You want to do this, you know, within the next 
year or so. And so I ended up freezing my eggs um, last November, this past November. Oh, so this and, is recent. Yeah. And so, and, and it went really well. It was, it was amazing. But I mean, and the process alone is, it's a little daunting. Yeah, I heard it's, uh, like, it's pretty brutal. Like, don't you have to inject, I don't, so I've, I was thinking about it. I never really looked into what uh, the process is like. I know Caitlin Bristow did it. And now she's right. 33 years old and she's newly single. Um, and so I guess like as a woman, you you have these conversations with yourself because you're like, OK, well, I want to have kids, but I want to make sure that, you know, there's enough eggs left in me. And the eggs that I are, that are left in me are like really good. Viable. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so they right. said so you were 34 or 35 when you, you were 35 when you did it. I was 35 when I did it. I honestly, though, it took me a year to sort of process what I was about mm-hmm. to do because I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. I mean, I didn't really have, none of my girlfriends have done it. You know, I'm sort of the first one. And there were a couple people, one of the girls actually on the Real Housewives of Orange County, Emily, she, I met her maybe a year and a half ago, and she was the one that encouraged me to do it. And she was like, why wait? Like, why? What are you waiting for? Right. Like, I guess it's the a fear time. that just paralyzes you from like moving forward and actually doing it. Yeah, especially because I mean, but the thing is, though, it's it's temporary pain for something that for peace of mind, which will last as long as you need it to until you have your cute little baby. Yeah. And I I just thought to myself, I. I'm the kind of person that will do anything for my family, no matter what. Family is the most important thing to me. And I thought about how, for my future family, when I do have my kiddos, I'll, I'll run through fire. I'll, you know, jump in front of a train for them. Like, I'll sacrifice anything. So why not start sacrificing now? And, I mean, I, could de- I can deal. I, I had to kind of break it down. I was like, okay, the worst of the worst is this. The pain from the needles. The I'm going to be probably a little crazy for the next like six weeks. And that's the thing. Sorry to interrupt you. I think like I don't think men realize how emotional at least I can get very emotional around like the time of my period. And I can get like very not moody, but I'll be super tired all at once, uh, you know, and then I'll want to just like lay in bed and my stomach will hurt. And my flow's not even that heavy, and I'm like, well, what what's happening? My if like my I'm not it's not a heavy flow, but I'm like super tired. I gotta be honest. When I woke up this morning, I did not think that I was gonna hear the phrase, "My flow's not that heavy." <laughs> well, you, you know, there are oh some God, there are some pretty famous movie stars or actresses that have frozen their eggs, like Olivia Munn, Sofia Vergara, Maria Menounos. They've all frozen their. Oh, eggs. how old were they when they froze them? Probably in early 30s. Mid, really? I don't have exact numbers on that. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, and. Yeah. People don't take into it. Men don't take take into account the toll that it probably has on a female's body, including even like uh, like birth control. Like that stuff has a big mm-hmm. toll oh, on a woman's body. I thought my just... boobs were gonna grow. They never grew. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> your boobs well, are perfect like, just the way they are. Birth control. Oh, yeah, um, your boobs can. You can like gain weight or like get like bigger. Uh, yeah, but doesn't your body kind of start adjusting to it after you use it for a while, and then it's. I- I was, I just never, it never yeah. had a reaction to me. Uh, I think but, it was on a very low dose. But men, men just yeah. go through life thinking that uh, this is just, you know, there's nothing really to worry about, yeah. but it, there's a lot that goes on that we don't necessarily pre, see. Pre, oh, totally. like preconceiving. And then yeah. after, like, once you're pregnant, that's a whole, I've never been pregnant, but I, I'm, I, I've seen my sister go through and all my, like, really close friends. And then you have to push 
a baby out of you. A watermelon. Like You're pushing a watermelon yeah. out and of I your body. I think for men, it's what the what the equivalent is. They said is imagine pushing out a golf ball. Yeah. Well, they say no, they, they say that kidney stones uh, are very could yeah. be comparable. Oh. Sadie, but t- can you tell us still. about your can you tell us about your dating life post? I don't think anything that your that can be comparable. Post freezing my eggs. Yeah. So so what's well, dating for you been like since November? It's been so great. I mean, this was the the other thing I wanted to tell you guys that. It's so it's so empowering to be able to do it because I feel like I'm taking the pressure off. Like mm-hmm. after I froze my eggs, I was like, oh my god, like okay, I can. Because even though I meet a great guy and I go on a date and we have so much fun and it's amazing, I think as a woman, you just sort of start to go through the process of like the timeline. Okay, like if we date for a year, that's a year of my life. And what if we don't get engaged? Then I'm back where I started. Like you kind of go through what could be, of course, and I'm just not doing that anymore. And so it's made it really light and free and fun and easy. And I know that I've got my eggs on ice and they're there for me for whenever I'm ready. And until then, I don't have to sacrifice, you know, my standards for wanting to have a family. Well, there you go. Vanessa, I hope that that's the encouragement that you, you... I want to hear from a guy's perspective too, though. Well, well, you'll find I, it. We'll get yeah. there. Well, well, actually, so Sadie, so Sadie, Once we get real men on this podcast, we'll let you know. Nice, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> so, I Sadie, would say, you... I would say do it. Just do it. I mean, honestly, if you have the means and you have the time, it's not like you go psycho for six weeks. I mean, right. you can handle it. You may just be crampy. You're not like, you know, you're not out there mm-hmm. like doing like you're not like committing crimes. Sadie, what are the odds? What are the odds we see you on another Bachelor show? Bachelor in Paradise? Come oh, on, God, Paradise no this way. summer. No. You're single. Yes. You're single? Please. I always say no. never say never, Sadie. It's really oh, nice this God. time of year in and Puerto Vallarta. The, the, pr- the pressure's <laughs> off. You have your eggs frozen. I know you're so right. <laughs> no, I think I think that ship is sailed. That ship is sailed for me. Yeah. I'd rather go to Puerto Vallarta um, like on my own with, without video, with without my... uh, cameras around. Wow. Well, yeah, without I get that. That makes all of us. Well, Sadie, thank you so Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your experience with everything. Uh, do you want to plug anything before we get you off? I know you have, obviously, uh, you, like you said, your go-to girlfriend. Yeah. All my info is on Instagram, and I'm, I'm at go-to girlfriend. So you you can find everything there, and it, it's so much fun. I do great fun shoots with Extra, uh, with Mario Lopez, and there's so many fun things going on right now. So, yeah, just check out Instagram. Awesome. Go-to girlfriend on Instagram. Maybe we'll see you in paradise next year. Who knows? <laughs> I'm still holding out for it. It's, you it's never good, know what the future brings. Exactly. Yeah. A good resurgence. You, you said the last time you were on, you were 24. Now you're yeah, going to be 34. 35, so. Yeah, it's just 35. Oh, it's my a, God. I know. That would be like a true 10-year. I was going to say, everyone's yeah. everyone's been posting these 10-year challenges. This is the 10-year <laughs> challenge that I want to see. So, um, Sadie, thank oh you so God. much again for calling in and sharing your story. And it's yeah. great to hear everything's going so well for you. Um, and hopefully we talk to you soon. All right. Right on. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Okay, before we jump into and, and kind of dissect that and, and digest it and spit it back out again, let's talk about something very, very cool. Joybird. Well, Joybird's pretty awesome. So my parents got a new TV for Christmas, which was really nice, but they needed to shop for a new TV stand. So my dad and I, it took us like all day to go out. We did do, uh, went to a couple different furniture stores. We had to deal with crowds and lines. And while I love shopping for furniture, it just sucks having to deal with the public while doing it. Where is your favorite place to shop for that kind of stuff, Jared? Well, it's obviously Joybird. So Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings and that you should always have the freedom to be boldly original. So 
Each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision. It uses high-quality hardwood and responsibly sourced materials to fit your exact specifications. And there is a limited lifetime warranty included in everything they sell. The best part is that there is also a 365-day home trial. You get to skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. That's amazing. So, the yeah, that, I feel like that's the best part of the whole thing with Joybird. Um, cause when you're looking for furniture and stuff, like you want to make sure like it's comfortable and mm. like once you get a couch and you sit on it, you're like, Oh, I'm going to have to call them back and like either, yeah. even with your mattress and stuff. So you get to sit on it, sleep on it, break it in. And if you don't love Joybird, you get a return for a full refund, which is one of the greatest things that they can offer. And it's hassle free in home delivery. They'll even remove all the packaging materials. And that's like one of the annoying parts too. When you get something, you have to like, you know, like. Well, I mean, there's some furniture companies where you, you have, have to, like, to install assemble. it. You have to yeah. assemble or you got to, like, take off the box. And the box takes, like, four hours to open up because it's double duct taped and mm. all that. I had this uh, I had this big empty space in my bedroom for a long time. Uh, so I decided to jump on Joybird, obviously, and I ordered the Hue Sofa in Taylor Gray. Ooh. And I got to say, it is, is it cozy? unbelievable. It's cozy. Have a. you ever cuddled with a significant other on that couch? Well, the couch is more for, like, guests to sit on in okay. my bedroom. That's very nice of you. For whenever I have guests in my bedroom, which Ooh. obviously happens all the time. And actually, what that I really mean by that, kinky. I actually use it a lot for like my dirty laundry. Is I just throw it over the. <laughs> no. the yeah, you the throw couch. it on the couch instead of the bed. But, well, but at the end of the day, when the room is clean, it really ties the room together. It's absolutely beautiful. I like. I honestly invite people into my like. If we have guests over for like a house party or something, I'll invite them in my room because I want to show off my sweet new Joybird couch. Right, and if you don't like it, right, which get, I love, which right. It, yeah. But I'm saying if you like if you need to like return it, whatever, you get free returns within two weeks of delivery. Right, which is unbelievable. I mean, I would never return it, but it's good to know that. Three Just months ago when I got it, I could have returned it within the two weeks, but I plan on never doing it. But they also have that 365-day home trial, as Jared was talking about before. But if you guys want to check it out and see how revolutionizing Joybird is and how much they're revolutionizing the online furniture shopping industry, create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash dean um, and receive receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by, again, using that code, Dean, D-E-A-N. And 25% is a lot, especially when it comes to furniture. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and free return. Right. And, like, the and packaging. It's, it's a great cost. It, you know, it's it's very inexpensive, but it's also very beautiful and very sturdy. And from what I can tell of my couch that I've had, again, for three months now, it's going to be able to withstand the test of time and, and, and use mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, again, mm-hmm. go to joybird.com slash Dean. That's J-O-Y-B-I-R-D.com slash D-E-A-N. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So next up, we have Whitney Bischoff, who you guys probably recognize that name from Chris Soul's season. Um, Chris Soul's another throwback. But we would love to talk to her. She froze her eggs. She's a fertility nurse. Nurse. Yeah. She's a fertility so I think nurse. She's the oh one that my helped. goodness! Yeah. No so one's better all, than Whitney. Yeah, she has on. all the information I she need. She checks all the boxes. Um, Whitney, are you there? I am here. Hi guys. How Hi, are Whitney. you? Hi Whitney. Oh. <laughs> um. So thank you so much for calling in today. You're here with uh, me, Jared, and Vanessa. And today's topic we're we're discussing um, freezing your eggs because it's something that Vanessa has been open about in the past, mm-hmm. and we kind of want to gather insight from everyone around us that we possibly can. Whitney, before we jump into that, though, do you do you mind sharing more about yourself just to kind of refresh the listeners' minds? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't know how much you want me to tell about myself. Whatever you're but... comfortable with. <laughs> well, you just um, recently got married. Oh, it's a year, right? Uh, yeah, we just had our year anniversary. So recently got married. Um, we uh, got married in Cape Cod. It was absolutely beautiful. But some people may remember me from season 19 of The Bachelor. Mm. Um, that was seems like it was forever ago. It was mm-hmm. like 2015. So a lot has changed since then. But I am a fertility nurse specializing in egg freezing. So, Vanessa, I am here to answer Wonderful. all of your questions. So bring it on. Okay. So, um, well, first of all, Whitney, I don't know if you remember meeting me. We met at... Uh, 
wedding. Where yeah. is it? Yes, yeah. exactly. We met at their wedding, and I was telling Jared this before we started uh, recording today. I remember seeing – I might start crying. Why am I so emotional? I'm not even on my period. <laughs> but I remember seeing you with uh, – then, I guess, it was your fiancé. You were getting yeah. married within a couple of months. I yeah. remember seeing how happy you were. And at that point in my relationship with Nick, um, we weren't doing that great. And so I remember looking at you guys and thinking, like, okay, well, there is hope. Yeah. Um, and there is hope outside of the Bachelor world if ever, you know. Yeah understand that feeling that you felt completely so more than you know so yeah, yeah. so I feel like I, I can relate to you on so many different levels especially <laughs> like your fertility nurse and um, you've helped out I think a few people in the bastard world when it came to egg freezing is uh, specifically Caitlin Caitlin and Carly and Carly Anna. as well Carly before paradise yeah. so yeah okay can you just explain um, the process well before we get into the process at what age should we be start thinking about this because right now i'm watching the mindy project well I've, it's like mm-hmm. the third time i watched this but she's a fertility uh she has a fertility fertility clinic and she goes around campuses and she tells like women in their 20s to start freezing their eggs mm-hmm. um and i'm like oh shit, i'm 31 did i like miss the mark you really didn't no i mean in a perfect world we would love to reach women in their mid-20s mid to late 20s to freeze their eggs because the younger you are when you do this, the better, because the quality and the quantity of your eggs is going to be the best the younger that you are. But it's important to remember that any time is better than no time. Mm-hmm. And studies have been done on a woman's ovarian reserve and what happens as we age. And those studies really show us that the best time to do this is between the ages of 25 and 35. Mm. Now, for women that are over 35, again, it doesn't mean that you're a candidate. I think at that point, or that you're not a candidate, excuse me, but I think at that point, it's really about managing expectations about what treatment is going to look like for you specifically. Okay, so it's so funny that you say mid mid to late 20s, because I feel like when we're in our 20s, we're trying not to get pregnant, but that's at, right. that's when we're at our prime, right? Our eggs are like it is. the most fertile. So much of a catch-22, because you're right. I mean, the younger you are when you do this, the better, but you're not thinking about that, you know, freezing your eggs in your 20s. And, you know, a lot of times if you are thinking about it, you're thinking, I've got plenty of time, I don't need to be, or you aren't as financially stable as you would like to be, so you kind of push it off that way. Um, But the younger you are when you do it, the best chance of success, the better the outcome, and really the cheaper it is. So can we just get into anatomy? Because I don't know if... um... Everyone knows that women, I don't know, this might be an ignorant comment for me to say, but I don't know if everyone knows that women are born with all of their eggs. Yes. So women are born with all of the eggs um, that they will ever have in their lifetime. So, And how many is that? So it's, it's millions. It's millions. Um, on average. I mean, there's some women that, you know, have some sort of genetic predisposition or something to where they would have less or they would have premature ovarian failure. But typically, it's millions. The comparison is men. So men, they make sperm every 74 days. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very different. Rock on, um, And, you know, the studies that They're show... They're like fist pumping each other. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so unfair. Um, but the studies that have been done on women's reserve, if we think about this, this is the best way that I explain it to patients, is if we thought of this imaginary line graph in our mind, and the day that you're born, you're on the top left with millions of eggs, and starting of day one of life, you're losing eggs every single day. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, but every what, not is it every single day or is it every time you menstruate? Every single day. You're losing eggs. It's every day I'm losing eggs. Egg. I thought it was every time I menstruate. Oh wait, no, an egg an egg drops every time I menstruate. Correct. And so you have many many immature oocytes, which are eggs that are just you know only one matures each month, and you lose that one. But the, all of the immature ones are just absorbed within the body. So, so the fertility oh, is declining, or that line is declining gradually over time, the rate at which that line declines, though, is going to vary from person to person, hmm. depending on genetics, you know, their health, you know, many, many different things can affect that. But the point, the point is that each woman has a finite number of eggs. Right. right. Well, we have millions. We start off with millions, but I want to know what's the ratio between the infertile ones or the mature ones, you were, as you were calling them? Yeah, so I mean, every single month, you know, when you're going through your cycle, you mature one and you ovulate that egg out. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to every single rule. This is not black and white. Science never is. Occasionally, there's women that mature more than one egg and they ovulate that out. And that's where we see twins. Oh, we see fraternal twins. Identical twins would be once an egg is fertilized right. and once and then it's split. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that's the difference. I, I wouldn't be able to give you an exact number, though, of the ratio of mature to immature. Yeah. When you said earlier that it's actually cheaper for girls to do it younger, what did you mean by that? Yeah. It, why is it cheaper? It's cheaper because the more fertile that you are, so the younger that you are, the less medications you're going to need to stimulate the ovaries. And the likelihood of you only needing one treatment cycle is greater. And that always has people kind of question, like, one treatment cycle, what does that even mean? Right. Well, the goal number of eggs to freeze is typically around 15 to 20 eggs. Mm. And that doesn't equal 15 to 20 babies because there's a lot that has to happen between the time we retrieve the eggs and the time that, you know, we would create embryos and transfer them. Um, But there's a natural attrition that takes place. So for a woman, this is just for sake of example, let's say she comes in, she freezes her eggs, and we're able to get six to seven eggs. Well, that's better than if you did nothing. The chance of success from that is small because once you come back, if and when to use the eggs, we have to thaw them. We have to fertilize them. They have to grow into embryos. My step here is that it, or my point here is that at every step of the way, it's likely that you may lose an egg here or there. Yeah. So if you're starting with six, that's not really giving you the best rate of success. So 15 to 20 is really that goal number. The younger you are, the more of the likelihood that you're going to knock out 15 to 20 in one cycle Mm -hmm. because you have more versus the older that you are. It may take a couple treatment rounds to get to that goal number since the price is going to go up. And what does a treatment look like? What's the process? About 10 to 14 days of giving yourself injections um, that always seems to scare people but you know when they kind of go through the process it's more of the unknown that seems to be more scary once they go through that first night of injections you know they realize that it isn't as bad as what they really thought but 10 to 14 days of injections throughout the 10 to 14 days you would go into the facility on an average about six times over two weeks to monitor your response to the medication. So seeing how well you're responding. So that way, if the physician needs to titrate the meds at all, if you need an increase in them, if you need to cut back a little bit, um, we can do that based on your response. 
And then after that two-week period, you do go in for your extraction process that is um, done under twilight sedation. It is an outpatient procedure, but it's something to where it's kind of it's similar to if you had your wisdom teeth taken out, you have an IV, mm-hmm. but you're breathing and everything on your own. It's not like general anesthesia, but the process itself is only about 10 or 15 minutes. Hmm. And that's one time. So you go, you go to the doctor's office six times on an average Throughout, of two weeks? On average. There's right. some people that need to go as many times and some people that do need to be seen more often than that. The extraction is once. Once. Now, that's for one treatment cycle. When I'm talking about women that oh, need to go get, to yeah, or older one, or... Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Then that would be multiple times. Okay. So, so Whitney, what is your recommendation for someone like Vanessa? So, you know, and I'm speaking from a nurse and also a patient. I froze my egg years ago and how old were uh, you i was 27 okay um my recommendation is to gain as much knowledge as possible i think that you know there's a lot that you can find online and as amazing as egg freezing is i think it's important to be sure that you're getting the right information to make sure that this is a good decision for you so where i work we um in chicago is ova egg freezing we offer complimentary initial consults to really talk about um everything egg freezing and what it would specifically mean for you and the initial consult like i said with me is complimentary and then we talk about what next steps would be and next steps is really gaining more information about you specifically and your fertility through some pre-screen testing ultrasound, blood work, et cetera, to kind of get an idea of what your fertility is right now. And from that point, we're able to put together a treatment plan. You're able to then sit down with the physician with your results so that we can customize um, the plan and also manage expectations about what treatment's really going to look like. So if someone like me or anyone that's listening wants to do um, this type of procedure, what kind of budgeting should we start looking into? Yeah, so it's going to vary, and I think that, you know, most insurance companies, unfortunately, are not on board with this because they're not considering it fertility treatment. They're considering it an elective procedure, Mm -hmm. which is really unfortunate and something that we're working to change. Um, But if you are a self-pay patient, I would plan that one treatment cycle is going to range somewhere between seven to eight thousand dollars and that does not include your medications. So medications would be on top of that and your medications are ordered for you directly dependent on how fertile you are. So Mm. again, the more fertile you are um, in that pre-screen testing, the less meds you're going to need to really stimulate the ovaries and then vice versa. So those can range on average from like three to $7,000 per cycle. So it's, it's very pricey, but we do see that some insurance companies do offer um, some coverage from the medication stance side of things. Oh, that's good. So they have some help there. Um, and at our facility specifically, we do offer customized um, financial packages, financial plans, payment plans, um, and things like that. So, Definitely ask questions about how you can save money. And this might be a, a, a dumb question, but there's no side effects from getting your so, eggs frozen, are there? there? Definitely. So anytime that you're having, A, a medical procedure, or B, taking medication, there's a risk of side effects. The risk 
risk um, with egg freezing is small, but they're definitely there and something that you really want to speak with your physician about. Side effects of medications, typically what I see from patients and what I experience personally, um, temporary weight gain, bloating, um, occasionally patients complain of being a little bit more emotional, but they are, again, it's important to remember that they are temporary. So Dita and I were talking about our 2019 New Year's resolution. And I don't know if I told you investing was one of mine. Yeah, you did. Yeah. What are you going to invest in? Well, um, I need help investing. (laughs) That's fair. Invest in yourself, but also invest in some. I want to. Yeah. So there's um, this is an investing app. So now like I have like an app for organizing Robinhood. Okay. So Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options and cryptos, all commission free and strive, strive to make financial services that work for everyone, not just the wealthy, which I mean. I can greatly benefit from this. One day will be considered the wealthy. <laughs> um, some of the values of the Robinhood app are that there are no commission fees, like like Vanessa just said. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every single trade, but Robinhood doesn't cha- charge commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all of your pof- profits at the end of the day, which is fantastic. Um, it's also designed to help you understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone, whether it's an iPhone, an Android, it doesn't necessarily matter what it is as long as you have the Robinhood app. Um, if you want to go on your computer, use the Robinhood web platform, which also lets you view stock collections in their 100 most popular uh, sectors like entertainment, social media, curated categories like female CEOs. It really lets you narrow down which stocks you want to invest in based on any kind of information that you could ever mm-hmm. possibly look for. Um, and right now, Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio because as Vanessa said, it's it's her New Year's resolution mm-hmm. to be investing as well. And I just got into vest- investing like last year. Granted, I'm not doing it as much as I should. It's a lot but more. But this helps you right. like understand it. And then there's like the, it has like the ratings to buy, yeah. hold, sell for every stock. So well, it helps you, it, it helps guide you. So totally. so about six to seven months ago when I got into it, um, it was very challenging for me because I had read books. I took business and finance classes in college, but I didn't really fully understand it. And this was before I knew about the mm-hmm. Robinhood app. Mm-hmm. And I just like struggled through it. I was like, I was falling over myself, not really knowing what I was doing, investing in companies that I didn't really know much about. Right. Um, but now what's great about Robinhood is you're able to do your research. They're able to help guide you down the right path to um, investing and, and helping you build your wealth through the app itself. So go to dean1.robinhood.com. Again, that is D-E-A-N, the number one robinhood.com check it out Winnie question for you and this Jared said his was a dumb question this might be the dumbest of all questions (laughs) when you when you extract an egg to be frozen are you pulling from like when the body and when the female body drops an egg or or discards an egg is it just pulling an egg at random is there an x is there an egg in the queue and then when you pull one to be frozen are you pulling that egg that's last in the queue or are you just going in there and pulling from some random location how does that work so, I think I'm understanding what you're asking, but let me, I might do a bad job. Like what if what if you pull the egg that's next in the queue to be fertilized if she were to inseminate naturally? Okay. So, basically, every single month you're recruiting many, many oocytes or immature eggs, like I talked about. And you mature or ovulate out one, and all of those other ones that were in this queue, so to speak, are then lost and absorbed within the body. Mm. So, we're not taking any eggs that you would need in the future if you were to conceive naturally. Gotcha. So we're essentially saving the eggs that you would have lost that month anyway. Gotcha. That makes sense. That, that perfectly is, answers is that my question. Is that what you're asking? Yep. Wait, can it. you repeat that last part? You're saving the eggs that we would have otherwise have lost. Like, have mm-hmm. lost anyways that specific month. The immature eggs. 
the immature. We're maturing them with medication, oh, going extracting okay. them. If you hadn't done treatment, you would have just lost those eggs. Okay. It's not like store them up for future use. That I mean, that's a that's a pretty big selling point on that. I feel yeah, like. totally. Absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. But how do you know if one is mature or not? Did I miss that part? So you know that by looking underneath the microscope, and that's what the embryologists do. Um, That's what they're trained to do. And through vitrification, which is the science of egg freezing that we're doing, it's really important. I do want to say this, especially for all of the listeners out there, that not only that you're vetting the facility and the physician that you're working with, but the lab is such a key part in this because the lab and the embryologists are the ones that are actually freezing your eggs. Mm-hmm. And egg freezing is a very fine-tuned technology. This isn't like freezing an embryo with IVF. Embryos are much more stable than eggs because they're all of the chromosomes that you need to make a baby, whereas eggs are only half of them and they're very, very fragile. So again, it's a practice that takes mm-hmm. place to really gain success with this. So you don't want to just Google something and go and do it. You really want to do your research and ask the right questions. So you said it costs between seven to eight thousand dollars without medication per treatment. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't include um, like the reservoir, right? Yeah. Um, so the storing um, in our facility, we include one year of storing in the the first treatment, the package for that seven to eight thousand dollars. It's going to vary from year to year. Um, on average, it's about five to six hundred dollars a year to store the eggs. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be more manageable than than when you're talking about treatment itself. That's how right. much like a like a storage unit would cost like out in Los Angeles. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Fifty bucks. Go. Fifty bucks a month, roughly. Yeah. You're comparing my eggs to a storage. Well, unit. just a no, storage. Just know, a storage just facility. Just put it in context there. I'm comparing your eggs to the furniture that I would put in a storage. Right. Unit. Like my joy, but my joy, joy bird. Joy bird. Yeah. There you go. Um, Whitney, <laughs> let's let's flip it real quick because for a while. As a younger man, my late teens, early 20s, I had always thought about freezing my sperm. Yeah. Do you guys work on that at all? So at OVA specifically, we do not. We're actually in, um, only doing eggs at this point. Gotcha. But with men, it's again, it's a completely different ballgame, and it's totally unfair. Yeah. Um, you do see in studies that as men age, there is a little bit of the quality that is affected in terms of their sperm, but not nearly as drastic mm. as women. So men make sperm every 74 days. They will continue to do it so until basically the day they die. Um, now, when I think it's really important to think about freezing your sperm is if there is some sort of um, medical condition, specifically cancer or any sort of cancer treatments that would affect the sperm cells and could yeah. make people. So at that point, yes, definitely you want to sperm as much um, as much as possible for you before you would undergo treatment. Gotcha. So, Dean, I have a question for you. Did you want to freeze your sperm in order to get, like, did you want to get snipped? I mean, the, the thought that I had as a younger man was to get <laughs> my, fr- my yeah. sperm frozen and then get a vasectomy. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I granted, I don't have that opinion anymore. It's not necessarily the it's worst idea. I, although, well, because you could reverse the vice, uh, vasectomy, right? But it's not always um, guaranteed. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that was the thought. Because have you ever heard that saying, it makes more sense to take the bullets out of a gun than it does to shoot out a bullet? Yeah. Right. Yes. And so that's just where I was at. I was like, I mean, I would rather have some say over this this very important thing in my life. 
And right? you were looking forward to having a gun that didn't shoot any bullets. That you <laughs> but could then use I could as much as you wanted. Right. To use and then it. I could just like save the golden bullets for later on. Yeah. <laughs> but you would need to still put a gu- put that gun in a holster, if you know what I mean. Cause right. It's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, then I'd, I'd be nervous about being things. more, right. you know, loose minded about right. it. I'd be like, oh, well, now I'm fine forgetting yeah. about, for oh, that, I don't know, STDs. Other, mm-hmm. Gun <laughs> diseases. Yeah. Gun diseases. Whitney, thank you so much for calling in and speaking to us today. Whitney, I'll definitely be reaching out to you. I have other questions for you. Uh, but is there any, um, like, where can we find you or where can we find the OVA Clinic? Yes. Yeah, so OVA is, our website is ovaeggfreezing.com. And for any inquiries or to schedule that complimentary consultation, you can just shoot us an email at info at ovaeggfreezing.com. That's amazing. Perfect. And where can we find you on Instagram? I am, oh gosh, I need to be better about Instagram. I am so bad about posting and things, but I am at WitB624. Perfect. Oh, well, Whitney, thank you so much for coming you on. So and much. please tell Ricky I said what's up because he's I awesome. I will, Jared. I will. And I congratulations know. on your one year wedding anniversary. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Take care, All right, Whitney. Bye, bye Whitney. You know, what's, you know what's. That was so informative. That was great. You know what's funny? Thinking about. So, the first time I met Whitney was at Carly and Evan's wedding. Oh, that was the first time? I think it was the you first too. time I met, okay. yeah. And then, you know what's really funny when you think about back upon that time? So that was almost two years ago. You were with Nick. Mm-hmm. I wasn't with Ashley. Mm-mm. Your season of Paradise was, at the moment, indefinitely suspended. Mm. Those are better, simpler times. Isn't it crazy to think about, like, wow, that simpler was... Simpler times. Yeah. That was, feels like a it wasn't 10 that, years ago. It wasn't that simple. <laughs> For me, it was. Uh, yeah. It's much simpler for me. Um, anyways, yeah, so Vanessa, do you, what are you coming away from all of that with? It sounds like we Well, I have got, a ton of information. Yeah. Um, so I guess the only, like, I don't know, maybe this is just a dumb statement. The only real downside of freezing eggs would be the, the money. The yeah, that's costly. So that's, I guess that's what she was um, saying. If you're younger, like if you're, she was saying mid to late 20s, then one treatment, yeah. Well, late to mid-20s oh, yeah, yeah. is when you're most fertile. So then one treatment would probably be enough for, to get those 25, 20 to 25 eggs. Now, yeah. at my age, at 31, now, you know, I don't know what my what it looks like, um, but it might be a little bit more costly as you age because you might need to get do more treatments in order to get those eggs, to extract those eggs. I count my lucky stars every day that I am a guy because women, you just have to think so much more about things. But I think things. that's, and if you relate to, and I love that you brought that point up because people say I'm such a thinker. I'm like, yeah, I'm a thinker because- You have to be. I, I kind of have to, yeah. Like as a guy, it's- I don't have to think. As a woman, like you yeah. have to, you know, we can conceive one time at one, you know, we can conceive every, how can I explain this? Like, I can have a baby with one man at a time. Right. You can go and, like, spread well, the seed as many as you want to, to as many women in Tom that Tom Brady, day. for example. Tom Brady. Why would happen with go. Tom Brady? He had two women pregnant at the same time. Yeah. Nice. Well, was well, Giselle pregnant at the same time? Example. I think she was pregnant a little afterwards. Was it back-to-back? He, what happened was Bridget was pregnant while he first started dating Giselle. Ah, I That see. was the issue. If, if Genghis Khan was a woman... I mean, oh my God! You know, the Mongolians never would have ruled as exactly. greatly as they did, I guess. But even it's funny, you're still so young, you're 31 years old, but then in these terms, you're thinking, wow, I'm old because I only have a few more years where I really have to make a decision on what I'm going to do with my family, so to speak. Well, even I- though it's not impossible after you're 35, but I feel like a lot of women talk about being 35 as like the beginning of the end of like, I need to really start having to get 
trying having kids now? I think it was a big reality check when Mark and I were having this discussion. Um, and I never thought I would because I come from a, a traditional Italian family where everyone is married before the age of 30 and they already have their kids and they already have like their family and their house and all that. And I'm like, wow, I went on The Bachelor to find love. That's what That was my story. Dean, what's going on? Are you checking your ovaries? Well, that's a great story, one. <laughs> and Dean just has his shirt up, and he's just checking his stomach, make sure everything's in place. I got like a rash this past weekend. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Did, I'm, you, I didn't mean to disrupt. Are you not using soap again? No. I think you know what you need to go. You need to go to Thrive Market. Yeah? Yeah. What do they have at Thrive Market that would be well, good for me? At Thrive Market? Everything. They have everything. They have soap. They got groceries. They got baby wipes and baby diapers whenever you're like done freezing your sperm and ready to have kids. And I'm sure they have some aloe for you that you could put on that rash. I bet you they have yeah, some all-natural calamine lotion. Of course. You guys know what Thrive Market is. It's the online marketplace that we talk about all the time because we love it so much. So much. And they are on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for you, me, Vanessa, Dean, everybody. They offer high-quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and no matter where you are in the world. Because guess what, guys? Tell us. They deliver right to your door. Oh, oh that's amazing. You can shop for thousands oh. of the best-selling organic <laughs> foods and natural products. Um, so check out that aloe on there. At 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Shopping at Thrive Market means supporting a selective group of brands that make the world a better place. They sell non-GMO foods, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staple, home goods. I mean, the list goes on and on. It literally and does. On. It's an entire page yeah. of a list of the things, that they, the that incredible they things, that, things that they sell. It truly is just an online grocery store. It's like an online healthy grocery store. Well, one of their like amazing other qualities about it too is that over 98% of their packaging is post-consumer recycled and filled with recyclable with, with recycled paper, denim, or newspaper wraps instead of plastic bubbles. So it's 100% zero waste. And I think Dean- I know I was about to say, yeah. I know I've talked about this before. I'm going to continue to talk about it here. I just ordered the Himalayan salt crystal lamp and I am still obsessing about it. It cleans my air, it eases my allergies, it helps me sleep better, and it reduces- the electromagnetic radiation in my room when I sleep at night. So I keep it right by my computer to help reduce all of that stuff and just help actually, me live did, better. Yeah, I didn't know that it did that. I oh, thought come over was, sometime. I'd love to. Yeah, to... Of course, yeah. Oh, God. Between the couch and those lamps, I'm telling you. <laughs> Dean is like getting ready. bachelor pad. Anyways, keep in mind that Thrive Market's prices are already 25 to 50% off, which is just unbelievable. But they're also giving you... The listeners of this incredible podcast, an extra 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. You can redeem this offer by going to thrivemarket.com slash Dean and enter code Dean when you check out. Um, like I said, free 30-day trial, an extra 25% off. If you put that on top of the 25 to 50% off that they already have their traditional retail prices in-store, you're saving yourself a buttload of money. You're getting the best products possible. Um, check it out because you will be addicted. Addicted. Exactly. As soon as you go on, no, I yeah, I've spent hours on Thrive Market, yeah, and I'm not joking. About I thought that. at first when I went on, I thought it was just groceries, but you legit can get anything, Everything. shampoos, like. Uh, this, I mean, I've gotten face wash from there, shampoos. Yeah. I've gotten condiments. I've gotten snacks. Oh, I I've gotten. Say something else. <laughs> I mean, they might sell they those. Might. You know, you never they know. Surely they do. I'm sure yeah. they do. Um, but check it out, guys. Before we wrap up the episode, let's answer one email. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I want to apologize to Tom Brady. He did not have two women pregnant at the same time. I told you. It was oh, okay. Bridget. No, he was listening right. to this podcast, and he's going to be However, realistic. Arnold Schwarzenegger did that. Mm. Ah, two okay. women pregnant at the same time. Huh. Uh, Lil Wheezy, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne did that. Oh. Hugh Grant did that. 
That's oh. two pregnant at the same time. Fetty Wap and Diddy. All celebrities who have gotten multiple women pregnant simultaneously. <laughs> well, I mean, well, well. That's not like a good job. I don't know what to no. say to that. Shame? Well, she's well. right. It can be done. Which would you like, Vanessa? Which one do you want me to read? Um, I love oh, the God. anonymous. We love the anonymous. Right? Yeah, you're right. I got uh, multiple anonymous. You want? Oh, you wanted the uh, two brothers, two one, brothers girl. one girl. Yeah. That's the one Dean requested. All right. A few years ago, I met a pair of very nice brothers and I had a crush on one of them, but the other one was more friendly with me. Isn't that always the way? He was. He has expressed interest in me and has mentioned that he has noticed I liked his brother when we first met. Well, at this point, I'm not really interested in the friendly one, but I'm still entertaining the idea of the other one. So what in the world am I supposed to do? If I get any closer to the friendly brother, I'll be forever off limits of the other brother. Oh but at this point, the other brother and I have zero direct contact. So I'm wondering if y'all think there's any way I can pull this off. Help, I suck at dating, but I'm also a modern woman. Yeah, you go. You on, go, man. girl. So Independent she wants to woman. Get in with the friendly one and try to make the transfer to the it's, non-existent one. It's been one. done before. I've seen it been done. Okay, well, my only reservation with this is if she ends up marrying him, that's going to be like a weird... Energy. No, nah, they'll get over it. They'll move on. The old switcheroo. I've seen George Costanza <laughs> do this many of times on Seinfeld. Uh, I would just go for the one you like. Don't even try to go through one brother to get to yeah, the other. No. Just go after the one you like. Because then it's going to get messy if you start becoming friendly with one and then do the switcheroo to the other. Especially the fact that she said she has no communication with the first brother. So that one's already out of your life. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. She, yep. He's no longer yours. Move on to the next brother that you're interested in, and there might be a potential future with, and not have to. Don't even worry about the other guy. So reach out to the 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 one you like without yep. letting the friendly one know. Yep. Just go behind his back. Yep. Oh, I don't know how. Wait, which which brother? Which brother? <laughs> well, let's name them, shall we? Let's name the the one she's really into. We'll name him Dean. Oh, and the, oh I don't like. And this. the really friendly one will name him Easton. I don't like where this. What? Dean oh, and Easton. The married man Easton. you're talking about, Mark, <laughs> hold right on, now. Hold on. Yeah, but I, how, which brother do we know she's having contact with? Right the friendly one. The friendly one, but what has she mentioned in Easton. like text Easton. messages and all that? I would be a little bit weary of that. So she's in contact with Easton, but, but she she's not really into- wants to get with Dean. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tails all this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my advice is to just sideswipe Easton and go straight for Dean. I agree. Go for Dean. Go for just the, reach out. Slide go for the big DMs. Just find him. Why Dean not? Sounds like a hell of a time. But because I would, I would tell Dean, hey, by the way, I know your brother. Because I would want to start a relationship well, based Easton off of a lie. Knows, or he already know that she knows Easton. You know that she knows Easton? Yeah, of course. She dated Easton for a while. I would, I would, I would do what Vanessa says. I would tell the other brother, hey, I know your brother, but I don't know if you want to. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. No. She never dated Easton. Easton's been very friendly to her. Yeah. Yes, but the thing is, Dean's I don't think. Her. I think. If Dean's not going to carry the way. So, like, you might as well just be honest so you can be like, hey, I was up front with you because... D- okay, let's call this girl Vanessa because she's anonymous. Right. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just putting my lipstick on here. Dean's Get not going to care Dean. if Vanessa talked to Easton. That that will not stop him from dating Vanessa. No, that wouldn't bother Dean. It might bother Easton if Vanessa goes straight to Dean without telling Easton. Right. That's what I'm saying, which is what... But no, 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 no. You're, oh, God, I'm losing my mind here. No, but I think that Easton will at least appreciate Vanessa being honest to Dean, his brother, about knowing each other. Yeah. Instead, because I think it would be a worse look for Vanessa if Easton goes to Dean and say, hey, I heard you're talking to Vanessa. Mm. I used to talk yeah. to her. And, and Dean's Dean like, oh, no I idea. didn't know that. Right. But if Vanessa 
tells Dean, I yeah, used to talk to Easton. But think about how much fun it would be to sneak around behind Easton's back. No. It is very fun. I'm not going to deny this. No, so not when it's family. So, Vanessa, if you're like 21, sure, sneak around, have some fun. But if you're like 29, 30, and you want a serious relationship, tell Dean that you used to talk to Easton. So could, could she go to Easton and say, look, And I'm you're kidding great. about the ages. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Easton, you're great. You're really nice. I'm not interested in anything uh, romantic. But your brother's really interesting to me. Do you think you could set us up? Is there any way she could pull that off? What do you have to lose, I guess, right? She might lose Easton as a friend, but who cares? Eh. She's also going to lose Dean as a potential partner. Easton's not going to set up his brother with a girl that he likes. He's going to poison the water. I would either go directly to the source and go to Dean and then say, hey, I've also, I know your brother, but I would be honest. I know your brother and like we kind of had a thing or I just know your brother and we were friends. No, I would be completely honest. Just then, say like, you know her brother. Don't even say a thing. If a girl was talking to me and was like, hey, you're nice, but I really like Ross, who's my brother. I'd be like, oh, great. Let me Now we're changing names. Yeah. People are going to get confused. No, it's his actual it's brother. It's my actual brother. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> if, someone, if a girl that I was talking to actually told me like, hey, I like Ross more than I like, or I'm more interested in Ross than you. I'd be your like, ego. oh, that's fantastic. If you were into what her? That? Uh, yeah, that would hurt. Really? No, no way. So, you Dean, wouldn't. if I came up to you and no I said way. I like Ross, yeah, you're right. I never would let it. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I was All in right. a like reverse version of this when I was in high school. I dated a young lady. I've told the story before, but she, uh, I dated a young lady who was a twin, and we broke up. I stayed friends with the other twin, which probably wasn't appropriate. She uh, grew close to me. Uh, we were we were intimate <laughs> one time. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Easton, such a bad boy. I I know I. Uh, because I found her attractive, and uh, oh, she, I love Easton. She told me, she told me she wanted to date me, and I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about how I'm like that would destroy your relationship with, with your, your sister, twin sister. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I did. There's all these repercussions. I'm like, I don't want to deal. With, I don't want this to happen. So I wonder how the twins you. did it on on Ben season. Oh, you know what you're signing up for. True. But still, They're I think like speaking in unison and stuff. And like even that. on the show, though, they showed them getting jealous of each other. Hmm. And like, I remember, I think it was Emily at one point was saying how like Ben needs to make a decision. It's either Haley or me. Dean, yeah. What about one of the twins? When is Sin still single and they're stunning? For me? Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. For me? Well, no? Haley, uh, excuse me, Emily is dating. Um, um, Larkson. No, um, Larkson. Kelly Clarkson. No, uh, well, <laughs> close. No, it's William. Um, Some hockey oh, player. It's not yes. Oh, my God. My, and he's, he, anyway, he plays for Lars, Lars something. Lars, Lars. No, it's, oh, my <laughs> it's God. Unimportant. It's, it's unimportant. I know, it's unimportant. It's unimportant. <laughs> I, think it's I think Haley is single, though. Yeah. Great. And Haley's wonderful. Never met her, so. Oh, she's fantastic. She's I funny. met her in Paradise, actually, for a brief second. Um, Don't try and, and set me up body. with someone. That body, though. Yeah, they got the Pilates bods. Yeah, they're. Anyways, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with either of them. I think they're both gorgeous. I'm just trying to help you out here. Has uh, anyone else ever dated a twin? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. What did I can think of? How'd that go? <laughs> did you I didn't really jump? know the, his brother that well. Okay. Yeah. I just got introduced to him after we started dating. They didn't do any switcheroos on you or anything like that? Um, me? No. You never know. No, there was like one distinct feature about this guy <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you later. I felt uh, bad. They, the twins yeah. did that on. Uh, damn. Anyways, that'll right. do it for this yeah. week's uh, egg freezing episode of Help I Suck at Dating. It's been a good one, as always, with Vanessa in studio. Big thank you to our sponsors, Joybird. Be sure to go to joybird.com slash Dean and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using that code Dean, D E A N. Be sure to build your portfolio by signing up for Robinhood at dean1.robinhood.com. That's dean1.robinhood.com. And, of course, Thrive Market. 
Get 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial by going to thrivemarket.com slash Dean and enter code Dean, D-E-A-N. And also a big shout out to Astro, oh. uh, Astro Donuts and Fried Chicken. Did well, you get some of that? Up oh, there? of course. Holy I don't yeah. moly. Is there honestly a better combination in this world than donuts and fried chicken? And we all one. shared a donut earlier. I felt so. It felt Cute. so special. It was a really bonding big moment. Yeah. Uh, bonding moment for all of us. Big shout out for supplying lunch for us downtown LA's beloved Astro Donuts. It's opening in Santa Monica this February. There's one downtown right now, but you can go to Santa Monica in February to catch another one. Also, you can go check them out on Instagram at Astro Donuts. Check them out, guys. They're awesome. Really good. Really good stuff. Thank you again for lunch today. Well, um, thanks for listening to this episode, and hopefully, Dean. Well, big thank you to Sadie and Whitney, of course, oh, yes, for calling yeah. of course. as well. Oh, yeah. Whitney, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to her. Yeah, she's got the some best. More, got some more. Um, and a big shout out to Sadie. I, I, I love how, uh, I mean, Jared's engaged. Vanessa is hopeful with her dating. And now I'm more single now than I've ever been in my entire life. What is going on? I've been hosting this podcast the longest. (laughs) And I'm the only single one on the podcast now? Have I learned nothing? actually, I did a podcast this morning. and um, (laughs) I think so. I don't think you've learned anything. I'm like, have you guys ever met Dean? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, my God. Listen, I big you up all the time. Thanks. You need to big yourself up. Yeah, yeah. I like to put myself down so other people can build me up. We should talk about that on the podcast at some point because I think that's an interesting conversation. We tapped into it a little bit last week. And I've also had, I've dated some pretty, some people that are pretty mean to me. So, you know, moving forward, I'm going to start focusing on We're going to screen them for you before you start dating them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Jared and Vanessa don't suck anymore, but hopefully next week I suck a little bit less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.